0: Black Blacktivities is a Black Panache original production, a podcast network with a lineup of Black-hosted shows sharing Black stories and tackling Black issues. For more information on shows like our newest production, Fat Lies Matter, visit blackpanache.com. Links are in the show notes.
1: Uh, I'm curious, like, do you tell your child she's beautiful? Do you, like, do you tell your child, okay, it's okay to be natural, even though you are going in and enhancing yourself? So it, it, it's just hard. I just imagine like a girl like getting all this stuff done, and they driving, and they listen to Sexy Red, oh, and God. it's like it's hard. I'm sorry. She could be listening
2: to some old school. She could be listening to okay. it a
0: whole bunch. But you had to say Sexy okay. Red, but go
1: ahead. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I'm Shannon, and I'm
0: Lisa, and you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things black. Black culture, black history, black perspectives, and black panache. Celebrating our blackness doesn't mean exclusion.
1: Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the black activities
0: begin. What's good, y'all? I'm Shannon, and I'm here with Mona Lisa the poet. Hey, hey, and Karen, aka KK. My lovely Black Blacktivities co-host, we have to have an honest conversation about Black women and self-image. So I want to try something, y'all. Close your eyes for a second. And I want you to picture an attractive Black woman. Okay. All right. Now open your eyes and tell me about the first image that came to your mind.
1: Me. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, attractive black woman curves. She had a little thickness on her. That's the first thing I can can say.
0: Okay. What about you, Karen? So when it came to
2: me picturing someone, I automatically thought about um, Angela Bassett. Mm. Because I think she embodies the excellence and beauty of
0: black women. Beautiful. Yes. Now, when I open up IG, if I search beautiful black woman, I think that image looks a little different than what y'all described.
1: Is it plastic?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think what I see is long hair, probably a wig, a BBL, big lashes, a skimpy outfit, somebody twerking or Like sitting in a way that would like emphasize the booty in some way. But what does that say about us as black women and how we feel about ourselves? Does that affect how people treat us? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But we also want you to be part of the conversation. I believe that the only way that we can tackle issues is to get people talking about them honestly. So we want to hear from you. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment. We are primarily on IG as at Activities Pod. Also, if you're looking for me, I'm at just Shan Official. Lisa is at Mona Lisa the Poet. Karen is at KK Roberts Grism. Uh, We're on Facebook too, but all of those links are in the show notes, so you don't have to try and remember that. We do like to read and talk about some of those comments on the show too. So look out for that. KK, what's your big fact today?
2: So there was a lot, lot, lot today. As far as data, there was some, but this information comes from the well and basically discussed our image, specifically our hair, because I know we're talking two different things with the body image and hair. So we'll start with hair. Hair was a sacred tool of communication in ancient African societies. The slave traders shaved the heads of those they captured, beginning identity erasure for enslaved Africans. Hair became a means of protection and survival to enslaved Black people, sparking the beginnings of texturism. Sound like another ism in our community. Mm. Ah. And laws forced Black women to cover their hair when in public, and those are the Tignon laws. The Afro became a symbol of resistance during Black liberation, and institutional bias against Black hairstyles continues to exist today so with those things in consideration those are the facts now i recommend folks reading further on them because this article actually covers the crown act which was enacted in 2019 in california in 2020 in colorado we don't have the crown act in every state it also covers what those laws were where women had to cover their head and what it actually did and how we took it and elevated it. And then it talked about how we actually did communicate through our hair. So that is the information in the Well article. So in terms of our bodies, we know that there's a woman by the name of Sarah Bartman who lived from 1789 to 1815? So she was very young. And many, in retrospect, believe that Sarah Bartman is one of the first Black women known to experience sex trafficking. She was a coy woman, born in the Gamtoos River area in uh, Cape Town, in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. She was brought over to England and they pretty much objectified her completely, put her in freak shows and then prostituted her. And upon her death, they kept her body parts and they kept her body parts on display. She had a big old booty. And all of these people were fascinated by it because here's this woman with this different hue. And if you know about Khoi people, a lot of people also believe that they are the original Asians, that the Khoi people went over to Asia. And that's how Asian people received their features. So, you know, she had the slanted or almond eyes, very curvy, large butt and they have pictures of them measuring her butt, looking at her breasts, examining her. These are are drawings that are, are of Sarah, so you can also Google that. But I bring Sarah forth because it's important that we think about how we discuss a BBL, but these are our original features. These are usually synonymous with African American, Black, Features, And when you talk about the actual BBL in and of itself, the objectification and the fascination with them extends to the BBL, which is the Brazilian butt lift, because the Brazilian butt lift is also linked to anti-Blackness. Because the anti-Blackness associated with the Brazilian butt lift has to do with the fact that there's African folks in Brazil There's original folks from Africa there. They have that feature, and that's what was elevated. That is what was fascinated. They even have a contest about the best butt, and this is something that happens there in Brazil. But the contestants aren't Black. The contestants received BBLs, and so it's now about who has the best appropriated derriere that looks like a black woman
0: but is not black? Hmm. That's interesting. Wow, that is a lot of a lot of things mixed in there. Yes. Well, thank you, KK. For our big fat. I don't know why I
1: get excited. <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> 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 He's the I, I get lit like we have to love.
0: <laughs> anyway, so I want to go back to my initial questions. First, the fact that a lot of Black women feel like they need to have a BBL or they need to wear a wig instead of their natural hair to be beautiful. What does that say about us as Black women and how we feel about ourselves? Okay,
1: for me, it's hard to admit that it's just us Black women. Like, I feel like it is the society. I feel like it is in order for you to be successful, in order for you to get far, you have to have those features it was very unfortunate for Sarah Bartman that she did get that negative attention. Um, But the only way for her to get that negative attention, especially in that time where we, you know, were disrespected and we didn't have that level that other people had was for her features. Like they shone a light on that. And I don't think to be honest with you that we're ever going to shy away from just being natural unless we have more people in the light that are natural, that are given those same opportunities. And it's not just in Hollywood. Um, It is, you know, um, regular people in regular life. Um, Even when you're like dating, most men, uh, and I'm going to say most are looking for that woman that does have those type of features because that's what they're attracted to. Now, regardless on what they say.
0: Right. Cause we did have that episode. Lisa, where black men said that they prefer natural women.
1: If that was the case in videos and you would have natural women laid up on the beach, you know what I'm saying? Instead of the big booty BBL girl (laughs) twerking, which don't get me wrong. Some of them be okay. They be bad, but it's just, it's, it's all about what you bring to the table. And unfortunately in a man's world, if you can be that eye candy, then yes, I feel like, yeah, you are going to get far.
0: Like KK said, I feel like it's a weird dynamic there because those features are things that other cultures have demeaned us and ridiculed us about. But then at the same time, they try to mimic it. So it's like weird. Yeah. And we Black women have never been the standard of beauty. So I don't know what to make of, of
2: all of that. So it's interesting that you mentioned standard. Because, no, we have never been the standard in terms of certain things. But we have definitely been fetishized and our characteristics have been appropriated. So when I think about us as a people, one thing we've never had, which feeds into what both of you said, is we've never had complete autonomy over ourselves particularly our bodies and our existence in these bodies. Through colonization, when we first got here, we didn't have autonomy. These black bodies were made to work. The woman's body was made to reproduce and the man was also made to reproduce. If you think for a second, that mistress of that house wasn't having him up in her room just as much as her husband was down there. In the slave quarters, there was a whole bunch of stuff happening. (laughs) He was studied out like a horse or a dog. And she was also made to reproduce. And I think I might have mentioned this before, but sometimes just for the sake of numbers, it was relative to relative just to increase the population on that plantation. So we've Mm -hmm. never had our own autonomy over our bodies. And what we're seeing now in terms of women running out to get surgery, it's already mine. So if I want to perfect it somewhat, you know, this is this is the mentality now. And I think it's us shaming us about how we look. Well, guess what? This body that has never had autonomy we've never had autonomy over, I love it. But if I wanna do something to it, I can because the people who came before me never had it, and my elders, my ancestors, none of them. They had to work hard. They didn't have the self-care. They couldn't do anything. So if I can do it, I'm doing it. And I think that's the mentality that we're seeing right now. So it's us shaming us about wearing natural hair. I wore dreadlocks. I started, my hair was like at my ear. And by the time Uh I did my big chop, they cut off 14 inches and it was down to my lower back way almost to my waistline and then they cut 14 inches and I was wearing a little like a bob and just doing different things with it I mean we can do what we want to do and I think we need to release ourselves from this mentality of we have to do it this way or you don't love yourself I feel like a lot of men are accepting that women are saying, this is my body, my choice. It no longer just applies to abortion rights and things like that. If I don't want something, I, if my boobs are too big, then let me go on and get them reduced. If this is too small, if this a little nip-tuck, we've never been able to nip-tuck. And we're seeing it at record numbers. Now, us getting nip-tucked. Things that we want. I may want to be curly one day. I may want to be straight the next day, and I can do that. Yes, ma'am. You know, I can. I can do that, and we can show up in different ways. And I think we need to free ourselves from this thought of if I have natural hair, you know, I'm all for it, right? But that don't mean I have to Uh show up that way every day. I don't have to wear braids forever. Maybe I want to throw a wig on. Maybe I don't want locks. Maybe I want to shave my head bald. I got some friends who've done that. So it's really a matter of what we want to do. And I think we need to get accustomed to having autonomy over ourselves and making decisions that we choose and knowing we have a variety of things to do because we are Black women. And we can show up however we want. There's a duality to us that exists that we often don't acknowledge.
1: I have to applaud you on that. Yes, because I'm a woman enough to admit that I was the one caught up in that. Okay, because of the way I was treated when I was overweight. I used to be 300 pounds. Yes, look, look at her, look at KK's face. Yes, ma'am. I cannot picture
2: you overweight at all. I mean, gorgeous either way. Just I just can't mm-hmm. picture it because this is the only way I've known
1: you. Right. So, it, of course, it, it the mindset, I dropped down. I dropped 150 pounds. And, of course, I felt like I had to stay that way because people treated me differently. I got more people calling me, inviting me to events. Um, When it came to dating, there was more people interested in me. And... I had to sit down and look at the big picture like, wow, I can't believe I failed for it. So instead of playing into that and continuing on, okay, well, I got to master myself because I've made it. No, I say, you know what? Let me get comfortable with who I am because I am in charge of me. What I did was, so y'all know the movie Boomerang? I took on the, I don't want to say think like a man approach. I say the Jacqueline approach because I was taking care of my children. I paid my bills. Wasn't no bill collectors calling me. So I came to you when I needed something or it, when I felt like it. How about that? When it came to dating, when I felt like going somewhere, I would text someone and be like, hey, let's go do this. Maybe, like, oh yeah, oh my God, I've been waiting for you to call me. But it was just something about that confidence though, that I had to make sure I was building it within myself before I did anything. Then after that, my kids saw how happy I, I was. Even at work, people was like, what's going on with you? It was just, I found me. Like, I'm happy with me. <laughs> hey, I got one. I got one today. <laughs> I found me. I Then I decided to cut my hair off. And then I started mastering it. Like, okay. I mean, I could still put makeup on and then have no hair. And I was still getting the same, the same attention. More than less, it was back when I was overweight, I didn't bring that confidence. I wasn't sure who I was. So I bought a different type of energy. But once I, I mastered who I was internally, and I had my own confidence built off of who I was, regardless if I was big or anything. And don't get me wrong, I have gained some of that weight back, but I still have that same energy. And if you don't call me, then baby, you just don't want my energy. And I, that's it. That's it. Because I am who I am. So it's all about us switching it up. It's all about us internally being happy with who we are and not paying attention to what the world's standards of who we who they expect us to be. Right. Because the, the same thing that they say that, that we think that they can bring to us, that way we can get ahead, baby, you can do that for yourself. Hmm. You can do that for yourself. So just stay on top of it, baby. Love yourself. That's Love it. yourself, no matter what. That part. So shout out to Robin Givens, Jacqueline.
0: so ladies would you agree that some people maybe are getting the bbls and doing the wigs and weaves because they're like this is my body i can do what i want with it finally yes people are doing it because they feel like this is what society says i should look like to be beautiful
1: I feel like it's hard to say it's just one because people do it for different reasons. Like with me, right. if I have the opportunity, I would get a little work done, but it'll be for me because this is me waking up in the morning. This is me looking at my body and like, OK, I can tighten this up. I can do this. But it's hard to just I, I feel like it wouldn't be right for us to say y'all are only doing it because y'all want this. Because there right. are strong women who are doing it for themselves. Yeah. Right. So it's a mix.
0: I agree. Right. I'm, I'm for it. As long as you're not doing it because you feel like you have to do it to be beautiful, if you want to do whatever you want to do, I don't, I don't care.
1: And make sure your priorities are in order. Don't just be going to get <laughs> it done. You got these children. You got all this stuff going on. You ain't got no bill paid. <laughs> yeah, it's your business. I understand that, but come on. The main thing, and, and especially why I am a part of this podcast is I want to put that word out and continue to put that word about about breaking generational curses. Yes. So we want to make sure our children are in a place to where, you know, they have it a little bit better than what we did, okay? So we want to make sure financially, like we're talking to them and we're making the right decisions. So don't go in a hole getting something done when you don't have the money forward. You know, make sure you're on a stable foundation first and your mind is there mentally before you go on and do that.
0: And people are dying for this stuff. That's That, too. Part. that too. Mm-hmm. But- what does that say to the little girl who's looking at her mommy who's had a complete body transformation? Do you think that makes her feel like she is not pretty enough or good enough?
1: See, that's hard to say. Yeah. That's hard to say because that's that's like us like again trying to tell that woman how to raise her kids. But Looking at it though, again, mentally, you got to make sure you're in that right place. That way you are vocally discussing and communicating with your child. Okay, this is what I'm doing. And this is the reason why I'm doing it. So we want to make sure that if you are getting it done and you have children, you are communicating with them and telling them, you know, okay, this is what I'm doing. I don't know. That's a pretty, that's a, pre, yeah. I don't know, that's a it's hard because you don't want to tell no woman how to raise their kids. But then again, it's like. That that baby girl looking at her mama and say, like, OK, well, she got her, her boobs done. She got her booty done. So I'm going to get this done, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Automatically, it's like because and again, this this may be wrong. And I may like somebody might get me for this, but it's like automatically when you see somebody that's like getting all this stuff done and they do have that kid. Like I'm curious. Like, do you tell your child she's beautiful? Do you like? Do you tell your child, okay, it's okay to be natural, even though you are going in and enhancing yourself. So it, it, it's just hard. I just imagine like a girl like getting all this stuff done, and they driving, and they listen to Sexy Red. Um oh, it's like it's hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> she could be listening to some
2: old school. She could be listening to okay. it a whole bunch,
1: but you had to say something. Okay. Good, so go ahead. Well, my bad. My bad. But my my thing is though, it's just like another reason why I cut off my hair cuz I walked around, you know, for a long time getting relaxers and I was the Betty Boot with the with the pink curls and all that That was me. But it was my children. They they all have natural hair. And they was like, Mama, why don't you just cut it off and just try? Just try what we doing. Yep. Look at these products we use. Like, I was spending all this money on natural hair products for them. And then I was running in and spending all this money going to get my hair done. And it was my children, okay? Because I was telling them they were beautiful. I was telling them how beautiful their hair was. Even though their hair is natural, I was still taking them to go get their hair done, washed, and all of that. And they loved it. They talked me, my children talked me into embracing it more. And when I did that, baby, it's like it kicked it up a notch. I'm like, what I'm telling my kids? I need to be paying attention for myself. Right. And that's why I say mentally, you got to make sure you're there. Right. And it's like it kicked it up a notch. Like It really did. It kicked it up a notch. And I love it. For me, it's it's a matter of
2: always doing what you want to do. I don't have children to answer to. However, I will say this. There is such a thing as a mommy makeover. And so, especially if you've had younger kids and you feel like, I want my body back, I don't feel like anything is wrong with it. I recognize that it's dangerous, but I also do think, especially if we have sons and daughters, that we need to have these conversations in our community because it's so prevalent. Whether we have a surgery or not is prevalent, it's in their face. It's on social media. So they're seeing this person has a BBL, this person doesn't, this person just got her boobs done. And I mean, this is what they're talking about. These are the people that they're looking at. And so whereas I did not grow up seeing celebrities who had surgery. I just saw celebrities. And we did not know so much about their lives. And and so the the iconic pieces that we looked at was, you know, the music they made and how successful they were. But now we know every single thing. I mean, people are dropping pornos of themselves. I mean, celebrities, now they're just doing everything. And our children, it's it within their purview. And so what we have to do is be cognizant of having conversations all the time. That's why I'm an advocate of saying, sit down once a week. When my uh, bonus kids came, we would sit at the table and talk about all the things They were here on weekends. We spent one of those days talking about all the things, even stuff like this. And so it's important for us as a community to recognize our history and share our history and why this is important. This is important because we have never had the means or the desire or the opportunity, all these things that we're seeing now we have access to. And so when we open that door, we have to increase the level of, of conversation. And my last point about this is that I think this is why this should be a two-parter. I promise. <laughs> this, is, this is why, because we could talk about this is so important and critical for our community to have that level of self-love. We can't assume that you see somebody with or without a wig that, that they don't love themselves oh, she's bald, she must not love herself uh, or she would do something about that hair or she's wearing a wig, she must not love herself so she needs to do something about her hair. I, My best friend just had both of her breasts removed and lost all of the hair on her body to chemo, period. Ain't no coming back from that. But I was like, look girl, insurance will pay for you to get some boobs, let's go out and get it. Let's go on and get that done. So part of her procedure was them making it possible now that once she goes through her other treatments, she will be able to get breasts put on that insurance will cover because it's important as women for this, let alone the stuff black folks is talking about. So uh, her hair will come back. I actually felt uh, compelled to shave my head in alliance with her. And so I I might keep it and just wear wigs forever. That's my girl, you know? (laughs) And if she, until she's out the dark, I'm going to be in alliance with her. And even after I might be in alliance, I didn't do it when my mom lost her hair to chemo. Hair is important to us. And I have the ability and the wherewithal to do it now. So I'm gonna do it now and I just might keep it and, and y'all just gonna have to deal with these wigs.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Now now I don't wanna I don't wanna like, die, like mess up the whole conversation or whatever, like uh, but I wanna share this with y'all and I have mentioned this before. Um back then when I was a little bit smaller and I started working at my job, um the older Caucasian men and it, it was eerie, you know. They would see me with these different hairstyles and it they were so puzzled. They would ask me questions like, how did you like, like, did you dye it last night? It seems like it's, it's longer than yesterday. You know, like they were asking me these questions and then it started getting really, really creepy. Like, I like it when it's real, real, real long. I'm gonna bring that back. It's this one guy it was an older caucasian man he said it's getting cold out there i I have have nicknames i have nicknames for my wigs and and the one the favorite one the one that they love was sheila sheila was similar to what kk has it's long and then it has like little slight curls and it, it went to the middle of my back at first, it was kind of creepy, but I didn't take offense to it. That I felt like that was him understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. I would like to know what you guys think. So comment below and let us know what you guys think about this.
1: <laughs> and as, as send us your Sheila wig. I want to see a picture of your Sheila wig. <laughs> Last question.
0: Do you think that these enhancements or changes affect how other people treat us?
1: Yes. Definitely. Based on the
0: lack of understanding, it impacts mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would think right now, if I was to go get my Sheila wig and if I was to get Bay to pay for this uh, 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 tummy tuck and just reduce this foopa just a little bit, because some some dudes like a little fupa. But I feel like if, you know, I get just a little enhancement based on what the booty that I do got. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, definitely.
0: Do you think it contributes to the tropes about us being like sexual objects and Jezebels when we get those BBLs and things?
1: Unfortunately, because a booty is a booty, we automatically get sexualized. But again, it's our responsibility to make sure we're putting people in their place and they understand that, yeah, my booty big, but you're going to respect me and you're going to come at me the right way and it's all about too what we allow we are accepting and allowing and promoting and putting money into rappers and people that have you know women like this you know in their in their circle um i think it's just amazing that you know rappers and and people in Hollywood and all of that, like they glorify them because that's the group of people that are have around them. But think about people that are in that same area that have natural women around them and they, they're they not on that same level for the attention or the money, the monetary, you know, things they have going on. It's like it's not on that same level because that's what brings money. Sex sales.
0: A lot more we could discuss here, but we need to move on to Lisa's Pieces.
1: This one, I pulled up a piece that I have. It's called, I'm far more than my coils. All right, y'all ready? Here we go. Time and money spent on enhancing my confidence to fit in the bubble that my fellow sisters in society continue to create. Lace front glue representing the intelligence and the amount of disrespect accepted, molded my dominance. She's a bitch. But her ass is fat Super stacked Flustration blew up causing my fight My fist up as high And I heard the buzz from the clippers Come closer to my ears See Yes I'm frustrated So I walked out that shop With boycott on my mind Previously Betty Boop styled But now seen in a glimpse Of a window of my Nina Simone Baby I cut it all off I no longer held down by those thoughts of what they thought of me on what they said my beauty should be. My hair has coiled and your thoughts is straight bullshit. Evidence of my thoughts on politics and breaking generational indifferences is far more than their opinion. See, I'm amazing. I'm bold. I'm very outspoken and far more than my coils. Yes, far more. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say today was a very, very, very uh, good topic. Very good. Um, This is something that, uh, like all um, African-American topics and things that go on, it'll take time. Um, It's all of us to work together. This is something that cannot be corrected overnight. We just got to make sure that we are respecting ourselves and we understand our history And what exactly our beauty is. So just want to put that out there. Right.
2: That's it. We're not just this hairstyle, this body type. It's all
1: of that. And I'm tired of them big ass lashes. I just want to put that out there. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh,
0: Ladies, what is your call to action for the culture?
1: I ask that you challenge yourself. And let's say if you and I'm not, I don't want to feel like I'm picking on people that do wear lace front wigs and lashes. Um, my call to action is talking to our children, our teenagers especially, about being natural. Let them know that it's okay. The twelve year olds wearing wigs and lashes, I mean, I understand if that's what you want to try, but just letting them know they're beautiful. So making sure you're talking and. Communicating with your children.
2: Karen? It's interesting. My call to action for our community is to really have the affirmation that Lisa talked about. We need those affirmations. Girls need the affirmation from their fathers. And when it comes from their fathers, no one else can come forward and tell them anything that's going to impress them because they already have it within. If my father tells me I'm beautiful, no other man sets the standard beyond him. You know, you could take me on a trip to to wherever, but my dad takes me out for ice cream. You know, just do cool things. We go to coffee shops. We do all the things. They're not impressed by that. So him Treating her a certain way and affirming who she is as a young woman will allow her to walk in a level of confidence that maybe those around her who don't have that experience will know. And as far as our sons, we want our sons to understand that Black women are to be respected and cared for. And our sons need to understand that you have a mother, you have a grandmother, you have other women around you. But when you decide and you select a woman, you can choose based on something other than the visual. Men are visual. And so you can choose this this woman based on something other than the visual. But whatever you decide to do, she requires you to acknowledge more in her than that. She's going to need more, just like your daughter will need more beyond you. So my call to action is just to, to teach the right things and the right people need to be in position doing that work.
0: I'm going to give that a round of applause. Yes. That needs to be a clip, baby. (laughs) So I'm calling the culture to do like Lisa said and find yourself. I think if you're being true to yourself, you can't go wrong when it comes to the choices that you make about the way that you decide to put yourself out there. I'm also calling the culture to go ahead and click that plus on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening, or that subscribe button in YouTube, and then share this episode with somebody that you think would enjoy it. So we're going to be taking this conversation a little further in a future episode of Black Activities, where we talk about the image of females in hip hop, but... Until we meet again.
1: Kings and queens. Sorry. I got too excited. (laughs) Kings and queens keep doing big things. Let's go.